Welcome back to Welcome Back, I'm Zane. And I'm Fiddler. I'm going to be making a character for Fiddler to improvise. And I'm going to be making a character for Zane to improvise. The catch is, he and I won't know the characters made for us until the second the interview starts. And with zero prep time, we'll have to improvise an entire interview with those characters. Welcome back to Welcome Back, I'm your other host, Fiddler. Today on Welcome Back, we are welcoming to the studio Dixon Kickstand. Uh, welcome to Welcome Back, Dixon. Such a pleasure to be sharing my story. Absolutely. We're, we're happy you've got really anything to share with us. Absolutely. Uh, well, Dixon, I, I think I would be right in assuming that your fans, there probably isn't that much of an overlap with people that spend their time listening to podcasts. Very true. I think it's sort of a niche audience. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Dixon. Well... As most people can figure out by the tone of my voice, a lot of the time when I'm out and about in the world, I'm just living life to the extreme, to the fullest. Mm. There was this one time that I jumped off a car, off a car roof, that was on top of a roof, and it was just a moment that Two I lived roofs, in. Yes, yeah, really. the car roof on top of the roof, really. It was a three-story roof, and I just went for it. I wow. thought I could live in this moment. Now, does the car make it an entire extra story, or is it a uh, three-and-a-quarter story? It does make it an entire extra story to tell. That is very true, Fiddler. Thank yeah, you for wow. bringing that up. On, in every sense of the word, really. They call me the head kicker because a lot of the time I get kicked in the head, and they call me dicks and kickstand because, because I stand on those kicks to my head. And as you mentioned, pod- podcaster listeners really love to, like, just as people like to watch people get hurt, people love mm-hmm. to listen to people who love to watch to people who get hurt. It's sort of a sort of a recursive schadenfreude, is what you're describing. Yes, the pain makes everyone so happy. Yeah, so you, you do a lot of uh, a lot of jumps and a lot of stunts, mm. and I think what, something that you're you're sort of most known for in your circles is. You set a a record for jumping the Grand Canyon, yes. and you know most uh, most most stunt drivers tend to do that on on bikes or some some sort of sort of like motor vehicle or a monster truck. Dixon, your your vehicle of choice was a little um, non-standard, and I think it's what net you the record because no one had really tried to do that before. Tell us a little bit about that. A lot of people think oh, if I've got a motor on me, I'm gonna make it just fine. And where's the fun in that extreme? Mm-hmm. If you just know you're gonna make the jump, you need to make it hard on yourself. What I did, because I'm no coward, I got on the back of a very big turtle. Very big turtle, like a 2,000-year-old turtle. They live for a very long time. They do, yeah. I got on the back of one, and he's going super slow, and I'm thinking, all right, but I want to give myself a little bit of a chance here, right? Mm -hmm. I'm coming up to the edge, and I've got an Indiana Jones whip on the side of me. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking, ah, so I'm going to take this turtle. I'm going to take whatever momentum he gives me. I'm going to throw this Indiana Jones whip. I'm pray God I reached the other side of the Grand Canyon. You know, Fiddler, thank God I did, because I didn't check out the length of the Grand Canyon beforehand, or wow. the length of my whip, but I just know Indiana Jones knows his stuff, and I trust movies, Fiddler. Much Absolutely. like podcast literature, trust uh, people that fall on their heads, because I've got a lot of people that trust me, even mm-hmm. though I've been kicked in the head a lot. Kickstand is what we call everybody. Everybody mm. in the world. But the thing is, a lot of the time when I'm out there and I'm, I'm looking at things, I'm thinking of a little bit of a movie, mm-hmm. just a little bit of a movie playing in my head, and I just pray, God, I'm going to make that jump. I've got to say, though, i absolutely got to say, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry whoever owned that tour. Yeah, no, it seems like um, there was there was sort of a... You you made it out of you made it out of the jump fine. You made it to the other side, but with the tortoise, it was sort of a uh, Super Mario World Yoshi situation. 
where you I think to get the to get the rest of the momentum over the end of the canyon you had to you had to leap off of the tortoise it's an emotional moment I'm sorry I'm bringing it up it's a very plan a type of methodology for me it's where mm. I just know I, like I said I saw the movie way back way back involving the mm. Mario Bros and think okay I could jump off the back yeah. of a tortoise you're very you're very cinematically influenced from it what I can tell probably gave me a little bit more air but <laughs> Mm-hmm. But wow, did that tortoise fall fast? Yeah, that the, I think because you mentioned that it was a large enough tortoise for you to ride on the back of, but at uh, least two thousand years old, Sam. Yeah, well, not not getting any older after the stunt, I can imagine. Probably, but the thing is, I know I know how bones work. I know I've broken all of them at least once or twice. Absolutely, and and on on the topic of broken bones, you've you've actually been out of commission for uh. the past few years. You you got in a pretty nasty accident after one of your more prolific stunts and you're you're on the road to recovery now and you're pretty much back in in yes. your old shape yes thank uh, you for noticing yeah no it's it's a distinct shape that you uh, i think cut in the studio mm, much like an hourglass if an hourglass ate a lot of burger king yeah sort of like two trapezoids in a car crash mm-hmm. um so tell us tell us a little bit about this accident now that i think you're are you are you, are you far p- past enough it that you can talk about it without sort of reliving that trauma i feel like my head lets me forget things very very quickly it's true. It's sort of I'm like a, a little, colander i'm our goldfish kind of like <laughs> kind of like a goldfish peddler go- that's true dixon kickstand lives on the edge and thinks about things for like eight seconds before mm-hmm. they are passed far yeah. gone uh, so the doctor that tortoise me. lived on the edge too and then he was neither of those things yes kind neither of, living nor on the edge partially because i my feet forced him to... Yeah, sort of a, a spring heel kind of situation. A great force. Uh, the doctor told me while I was in the hospital, I said, Doc, I know I'm in the hospital quite often. What was, what was wrong this time? He says, mm. he says to me, Dicks, kickstand, kickstand. Everyone shouts. It's like World Star, but it's just because I'm around. It yeah. reminds me that I'm alive in this world. And if you have a short memory, it reminds you of your name. Mm, yes, of course. Of course, I am Dixon Kickstand. Exactly, we're very proud of you. There's, there is this moment apparently, according to the doctor, that I was standing on the top of the Eiffelian Tower, mm-hmm. and I'm there. I'm in the moment in in jazz tap shoes. Apparently, I thought this was I, this was a Maxi Ford number you were doing on top of the Eiffel Tower. I was trying to create my own musical, but a real life musical. Much mu- much music in this mm-hmm. world feels like it is so. Back and written but just, just as just for the masses just was, as death-defying as your other stunts i was trying to make music just for my for my podcast listening kind of kickstand people mm-hmm. i want people that know this music tap dancing down the eiffling tower that's gonna sound like a real hit probably top of charts somewhere yeah. maybe in france where it happened that's that is where the Eiffelin Tower is. I take one step off the Eiffelin Tower. I fly so fast down, much like tortoise. Except <laughs> nobody pushed me. Yeah. <laughs> nobody pushed me towards the ground. My tap shoes were just tapping away as much as they could reach the Eiffelin Tower, and I fall. I fall the whole way down the mm-hmm. Eiffelin Tower, and I break my saxophonophagus. You broke your saxophonophagus. Yes. That's in, that's extremely graphic, Mr. Kickstand. I, well, this is why I'm on the show. Uh-huh. It's the big graphic. Well, I'm graphic in real life, but to the people that only have yeah. ears and no other body parts, I need mm-hmm. to show them how graphic I am hourly. Absolutely. And usually usually the breaking of the saxophonicus is something that's sort of visually 
intense. Like yeah, watching it's... someone break their saxophonicus is not a fun thing to watch. Not but even slightly. Seeing, seeing seeing how this is an audio medium, and given how distinctive the sound that a broken saxophonicus makes when mm. it hits the ground. Yes. And, and and of course it was your saxophonicus, so I'm sure this moment is branded into your memory. Of could course. you could you do your best to sonically recreate the sound of your saxophonicus breaking? I absolutely could, Fiddler. And this is gonna be very loud. So you might want to close your absolutely. ear Absolutely. So we'll um we'll we'll lean back from the mic a little bit. Everybody so put on your fuzzy warm yeah, uh, earmuffs uh, that yeah, I've Mark, given you. Mark, yeah those those earmuffs that he brought in yeah, those, I know. Just just put them on. Please, Mark. It's very important. All right, Mark, we've all got our ears covered. Uh, let's, uh, let's, so this is, this is the noise that you, Dixon Kickstand, your saxophonicus made when you tap danced off the Eiffel Tower and hit the ground, starting... Viewer discretion is advised. Nacho! Wow. I felt like I was really there breaking my own saxophonicus. I'm pretty sure I broke a couple eardrums. I didn't buy earmuffs for everybody that was listening. I apologize. No, it's fine. I think most of us had earmuffs. Oh, well, there's Mark on the floor. Mark! Why? I told you where the earmuffs are good for you. I think, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get him off to the, to the room where they done fix it. Should have landed on his head like I do. Should have kickstanded himself. Mm. All right, so, um, but your, but your saxophonicus is on the mend. Uh, after that sort of cacophony. And um, now that you're sort of settling back into your old bones, you have a comeback stunt lined up to sort of jettison yourself back into the public sphere. Tell us about this stunt. Uh, I do. I do. And I don't like to brag a lot because I've got a lot of very important things mm-hmm. coming up in my life. I've got ideas running through my head all the time. And sometimes other people steal them because they leak out of my head when my head cracks open. When it gets kicked. Of course, when it kicks. And I cannot stand that happening. Mm-hmm. Dixon kickstand, no, it can stand it. Mm-hmm. There's a very big, important event coming up, and I'm very glad that you have me on your show so I can talk about it. Absolutely, this. yes. Fire away. Have you heard of the whole ocean? The whole ocean? The all of it? Have you even heard about this? I, if, you know, call me crazy, correct me if I'm wrong, yes. I believe it covers 76% of the Earth's surface. Oh, about, but more if the global warming is true. Yeah, those, those, with seen, those if those polar bears melt. Like I am, I am... I'm passionate about movies, like I mentioned. I just watched Al Gore talk about climate and change. It's, uh, an inconvenient truth, correct? Yes, of course. But it's also a very convenient truth at the same time. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. Now I know. I think about the whole knowledge. Ocean. Knowledge is in itself convenient, even if it's inconvenient. It's very. Okay, I'm gone. Now we go back to the ocean. Because this entire ocean. The whole ocean. The whole ocean. Everybody better pack your briefcases and get running to the equator. Stand in the middle and at the sunset of dawn noon, high on the edge, where you can see me at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, I will take the most warm hang glider you have ever seen, made only out of flying squirrels. Not dead flying squirrels. Real living flying squirrels. squirrels. About 20,000, all super glued together, but, Uh but closed, so I cannot use their wings only the body of the squirrels now this is a very important part you gotta know i'm Uh not going to cheat i would never cheat because Mm -hmm. flying squirrels with their wings on this easy peasy stunt that's and and i think hard also you what was the order of magnitude how many squirrels magnitude nine that's crazy that's a lot of damage so you're going to have a lot of squirrels not not in the state where their wings are actually open but you're actually just going to 
have enough surface area from the from, wind from, from concave squirrels. Of yes, of course. It's uh -huh. the way the wind flows. It's yeah. how it all happens. Thank you, Electrons, for figuring this out for me. Yeah. Now, the important thing happening with these 20,000 flying squirrels that mm -hmm. are super glued together, so they are only kind of real squirrels, but not flying, but I'm helping them fly. Yeah. Together, and being weighed down, of course, on my left leg by my favorite dog, Patchy. Patchy, who hangs out on your left leg. Patchy, naturally, just normally, get up here, boy. Yeah, okay, there no, he is. He, he just likes to stay down there. He's a, he's he's very silent for a dog, too, I yes. noticed. Did you know that he weighs about the same amount as a, as a tub of custard? A tub of custard. And when I say tub of custard... You mean, the, you mean the metric unit, of yes, course. Yes, yes, metric unit. One tub. Which, for people that don't know, because I just watched a mathematics documentary, mm -hmm. one tub of custard is about the size of the monomesum. The monomesum? You know, out in the left red. You know, putting it together in my mind, I would have to say that a, a, a monomesum of custard is pretty much the weight of that dog that's on your left leg. It's gotta be. Now that we're both on the same page, my dog, my flying squirrels, but kind mm -hmm. of not really, hang glide off Mount Kilimanjaro. Everybody up there, it's a high noon eve of the dawn on the equator. Uh -huh. Everybody's ready. They've got their binocular sunglasses because they need to see far. Yeah, they've got they their gotta keep it dark. Yes, I will. And I'm not exaggerating this. I will make it around the entire world with just those flying squirrels in 47 seconds. 47 seconds circumnavigation of the entire globe. People think that it's crazy, Fiddler. People think, what? You can't even make it. You're probably going to just fall off of Mount Kilimanjaro. But that people, would be what they would say, yeah. People don't know the kickstand way. I know, I know I've done all of the mm -hmm. scientific drivings of all of the things of the squirrels. Yeah. I know how much wind will be flying on this uh -huh. day. It will be the day of January, February, and it will be a mm -hmm. beautiful day. It's going to be sunny skies and cloudy skies. And I'm guaranteeing you, Fiddler, the wind will be blowing. That's phenomenal. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh... We'll all be waiting with pins and needles until January, February, when Dixon Kickstand makes his closed squirrel-aided flight around the world in less than a minute. Please don't put any of those pins in uh, to my squirrels because it took a very long time to get them all together. Though. Oh yeah, no, it's super glue is is a, is very difficult, especially with living animals. I once, yes, I yes, as you can tell, spark by this, by patchy being yes, glued to your leg. This part of my body has just I, my dog has not mm -hmm. left my leg because of super glue. That is on me. Well, the strengthening that it's doing of your leg bone, I think, is going to keep your saxophonicus from breaking again, which I is helpful. Pray, I pray to everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, Dixon, uh, thank you again for being in the program. Thank you. So keep an eye on Mount Kilimanjaro uh, around January, February, and we'll be right back. Hi there, folks. Jimmy Chip Chip back to bring you the most marvelous miscellaneous shopping cart item you had no idea you already had your eye on. Introducing Brief Mints. Need a brief moment of mouth freshness without the hassle of letting a regular mint do the entirety of its job? You're in luck. Your favorite restaurants have started serving the Brief Mint. Pop it in your mouth and, instead of filling your mouth with minty flavor, the Brief Mint will actually exchange smells entirely with your mouth. Kind of like a sponge. How terrific! A mouth that actually smells like mint and a mint that actually smells like mouth. Everybody wins. However, However, these mints are not properly digestible, so you will have to spit them out afterwards and send them back to the kitchen where they will be rinsed off and used again, still kind of like a sponge. They do not gain their flavor back, so pray to God half the world has minty breath but wants that sweet taste of mouth instead. Take the risk with your next meal. Brett, those shoulders. Uh, 
Stretch my hand on Very good, Jimothy. Welcome back to Welcome Back. I am the one and only, also your other host, Zane. And today I have decided to have on an entrepreneur to open up the world to everybody out there. You don't have to have a nice big business to get promotion. If you're starting something from the ground up, heck, we'll, we'll, we'll help you get it up, all right? That's that's kind of our motto here at Welcome Back. Isn't that right? Oh, God. Mark usually backs me up on these things. Man, that's a bummer. All right, well, welcome back. We'll help you get it up. And today, with me on the show, a man who has done a great job at building his business, and I won't give any of it away. I want him to talk about it, of course. Chris Boshington, thank you so much for being here. Well, it's really great to be here. I'm glad that I can I can talk about my business and the things that it provides. Of course. That's why we had you on the show. We want to hear more about what you're trying to build. Yeah. Obviously, you've been doing this for a while. No, yes, I've been around for a, for a couple of solar sweeps, I'll have to say. Of course, the solar as it happens, you know. Exactly, and it's actually a, a, a solar sweep, and how I define it is exactly... Three years, five months, and 22 days, and uh, that exact sort of measurement of time ties exactly into what I do with my business, but oh. I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit later. Of course. Well, One thing that I, I will say right up front, I just like to get this out of the way please. when I describe myself, because mm-hmm. if, I, if, I if I don't clarify this early on, I kind of get nervous because I want this to be one of the first things people know about me. Okay. I'm a real juice fiend. Would you like to elaborate, or are you good? If if you'd like me to, I will, but I think it sort of speaks for itself. All right, of I'm course. I'm a real yeah. juice fiend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just, um, um, all right. I can, I can, I see you being a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know how I'm supposed to, am I supposed to be proud? Well, I'll, 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 I'll do a little bit of dramaturgy for you. Thank you. You're welcome to be proud of me. All right. But, uh. If you need me to. So, ba- and I, well, here's what it is. All right. Um, my childhood dream was to be the richest man on the planet. Oh, now, of course. Part of it was because um, I, in elementary school, yeah. one of the first things they taught us how to do was write our own names. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you, I remember, you remember that. that? Yeah, exactly. I was back then. Yeah, back then in the old days. Yeah, back when it happened. Back when we were kid boys. Yes, the little kid guys. The little, but so I, um, I, I, I my it's funny back then since i i i knew my own name from being spoken it to mm. me but i hadn't yet gotten a grasp around the alphabet to be able to write it myself so my mother god bless her heart mm-hmm. uh, wrote out my name on a post-it graham cracker and oh. sent it to me so that i could copy off of it such a sweetheart so i wrote it down chris boshington it was right there on the paper in my blue colored pencil and i remember looking at it and thinking this name belongs below a uh, velvet portrait of me on the wall of my fifty-acre mansion mm-hmm. in the uh, in the richest province in the in the nation, because this is a rich man's name. It sounds like you discovered oil, Chris Washington. It's like you you should name like universities after it, Washington University. Right. I really like it. It's a rich man's name. So that was my childhood dream from when I was very little. But then, oh, and it's like over time that that obsession with money sort of dwindled away. Oh. And, and rotated into this obsession with juice instead. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's, um, I had all these, these very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Abstract ideas about, about money and how to spend it and what I should do with it. As we all Because as a child, 
you're so removed from the world of money as a as a as a system that gets you what you want. Yeah. Especially I had I had fairly middle class parents, so I never really had to worry about about food or being or being mugged or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think almost all other kids do pretty right. much constantly is worry about being mugged. Worried about walking out of that theater and watching your parents get shot. Exactly, and, and becoming a caped superhero. Mm-hmm. But at then, uh, I remember the first the first time I had juice. I was I was seven and a half years old. It was it was a cup of orange juice, and I tasted it, and I was like, "This is so much more concrete in my life than money is ever going to be." I'm not even eight years old. I don't want to worry myself with things like taxes and climbing the work ladder and and the IRS and that sort of thing. When I can just drink juice, it's got sugar in it. It it it, it appeals to my carnal senses. So why would I worry about anything except juice ever again? So. Since then, I've I've really been describing myself as a juice fiend. Okay. See, I don't know. I've had a lot of bad experiences with the uh, word fiend being thrown on me, so I just... Oh, that's Any that's clarification fair. helps, of course. I'll, I'll clean up this fiend as much as you'd like me to. Mm, all right. That helps me calm down. Perfect. I do want to bring up again, of course... Thank you so much for making sure everyone knew that you oh, were no juice problem. fiend. Oh, no problem. Yes. Of course, it's always good to get all of your stuff out there on the table before mm-hmm. anything. Of course... It's important now that you tell the world about oh, yes, your about, entrepreneurship. So this right has here. to do with how I defined a solar sweep earlier mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. year. Because I, if there's one thing that's still very confusing for me, it's the concept of money. Yes. And that for some reason, money has to exist in divisible forms. Say, yeah. say that your entire... Uh, net worth mm-hmm. and all the all the liquid assets you have yeah. is let's say $392,000.34. Now what that okay. means what that means in terms of what your money actually looks like is not something that's very easily nailed down. Like it could be $392,001 bills and 34 pennies. I it get could you. be However, it's the math I can't really do, which will lead into why I do what I do. It could be any There was a guy of... that we had on earlier that watched a mathematics documentary that... That's want, fair. I think he's to. I think he's gone tortoise hopping, so mm-hmm. I don't know if we can get him back at this juncture. He's but I'm saying man. your money can be offered to you in a variety of de- denominations. It could be $50 bills. It could be $2 bills. Right, it, could be, yes. it could be something less quantifiable like gold or or time or mm-hmm. sensuality right and things that get traded around like they're money but they're not money trading cards that yes. sort of thing um glasses <laughs> but uh so what we do instead of saying like oh well i have this much amount of money and i have it in this bill and this bill and this bill what we do is we take all of your money the net worth of all of that money and we give you a single coin that is worth your entire fortune. And it, it's right what? there on the coin how much money you have. Written on the coin. Exactly. We'll mold it into the coin. It's mm-hmm. in the face of the coin. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to worry about having all of these bills that you can't you can't contend with, having all of these assets that you may or may not have. This is your entire net worth in a single coin so that you can say, there's all my money. There's exactly how much it's worth, and no one else needs to worry about a thing. This is fascinating. I love that this is a startup. This mm-hmm. is very important. I've got a couple questions, and I'm sure everybody Shoot. else does. Yes. All right. First things first, whose face is on the front of the coin? 
your own face. Yeah, everybody's own Everybody, face is on the their person own coin. whose face it is that gives us their money to turn it into a coin, that's whose face it is so that they know it's their money. Does it look like like coin face or is it like a pick like We a offer Polaroid? we offer a variety of different options. Uh-huh. You could have you could have a profile like mm-hmm. uh, like Mr. Lincoln or Mr. Kennedy on right. our R&R US printed things. You could have a front-on shot if you want to go for sort of the uh, the, the mugshot straight-on look. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do mm-hmm. it. You could do it at an angle. You could yeah. have. Uh, we allow you to bring one prop with you. You'd oh, like to use. We have some. Fun. People, we have some people that pose with their pets, uh, their firearms, yes. um, ashes of a loved one scattered across their face, that sort of thing. In memory. Yes, of course. And you could. You can. Uh, you can substitute one other body part for your face if you think you have a more distinctive way of doing that uh back back when uh actually your your previous guest dixon kickstand when he was on the program and he uh-huh. he had his fortune transferred into one of our uh, bosch coins oh wow as we like to call them mm-hmm. he he had just broken his saxophonicus and so he used an image of his broken saxophonicus and it had a it had a special thing in it where if you flipped it over fast enough you would actually hear the sound of his saxophonicus it breaking, would come back which i won't repeat here because i think i think dixon took his his earmuffs with yeah. him when he left thank you so much but this is a big thing that i gotta mention mm-hmm. and not to throw any Absolutely. dirt on your idea of course i love the idea of yeah. one coin fits all mm-hmm. let's say i walk into mcdonald's i buy a thing of fries yeah like 99 cents do i lose all of my money so the issue of change (laughs) is something that we really haven't figured out yet but we have a long-term societal plan here's here's i understand it's we this is what our stockholders do to us when we tell them about what we're doing too they, okay they laugh in the same way that you laugh but uh, but here's the thing Zane. it's a curiosity laugh we got yeah i understand you have to think about this in a societal way eventually we want to eliminate the concept of currency we want right. e- we want everyone to replace all of their money with these coins right so that it becomes really just more of a meritocracy about like you've got a million do- you you seem very excited about something I really would love to let you finish your thought, but I've got... No, it's in your mind. Get it before it leaks out. I gotta know. (laughs) I gotta know. Uh Uh-huh. So you're saying the idea of currency is gone. Yes. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Everybody's got one coin that defines their whole life. Mm -hmm. Are you implying that if I buy one thing of fries with that one coin, I have sold my life and my soul for one thing of fries? even better (laughs) all right the fries are just free (laughs) we live in a scarcity we would live in a scarcity free society wow because the only the only merit that money would have wouldn't Mm -hmm. be having to buy food or Mm. shelter or working for it it would literally just be like a floating number above your head in a video game all it would be would be like i have more money than you and that's it I, I can't use that money to buy better things than you because we just give that to each other for free because everyone has a place in this society. Mm-hmm. And, and it's sort of like, you know how with communism, the issue that keeps <laughs> popping up with that is that there there tends to be these, even though it says, oh, we're all equal on paper, mm-hmm. there's still sort of one asshole that rears up and, and fucks it all up for everybody by being quote-unquote more equal than the rest. Of course. Well, this has that more equality built right into the system. Wow. The richest man in the world is still going to technically have more money than everybody else, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
he can't do anything with that money because it's been smelted into a single coin. Yeah. So all of the world's goods and services will just be distributed freely amongst each other because nothing means anything anymore. I do have to ask, mm-hmm. do you throw out the idea for people that, let's say, love collecting uh, and have multiple ideas for the fronts of their coins and just, like, want to collect the coins, but they need to have the money to do it, that they can mm. split their assets in half and get two coins I equal amount of money on both? I don't... We haven't really functioned that in yet because, again, we don't sort of want to make a dichotomy where one person has more coins than another person. Right. We do allow you to get your coin reprinted. Oh. So if you if you, oh. if you realize that you don't like what's on your coin, yeah. you can come back and have it smelted again. Of course. That's very important. Exactly. Thank you so much for throwing this out there. No this problem. Very, Glad I was able to explain it. This is a very, very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought the solar sweeps back into it. Yes. No, the time and how that sort of gets measured up as we as we roll around the sun. With the, uh, I believe, three years, five months, 22 days. You Hey, you done did it. Mm, I just, I you know what, during the break I had to watch that mathematics documentary yeah. so that I could get up to speed for everyone that's smarter than mm-hmm. me. Because all I know now is math and probably how far a walk it is from here to a Krispy Kreme. Yeah, that's, that's really fair. It. I mean, you've got, a, you've got a mind like a seal trap. You you don't forget. Like yes, a, but I also can't let go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, like a metaphor for like something that doesn't forget. And mm. I, can't, I can't think of anything. <sighs> I really, really. What's that thing like? It's like it's like a, a something never forgets. Uh, don't people say that sort of thing sometimes? It's. I don't know why equestrians coming to mind. Is that what fit? does that mean? Equestrian. Yeah. A, a person with great knowledge of horses. What's a horse? I think we've hit a good mark. If you want to go sit in the waiting room, and we can bring Phil. No, wait. Explain. What's mm. can you? What? What's a horse? What greater category is a horse in? I'm trying to understand this taxonomy of what you're describing. I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me that you? So in your world, wait. All of a sudden, everybody's going to get a coin. Every person's going to get a coin. What does happen to the animals? What happens to the what now? Wait a minute, you're trying to tell me. <laughs> you're trying to tell me you haven't heard of an animal? Oh, well, hang on a second. <laughs> I've heard of them before, but you know what it is? <laughs> I've me. never seen an animal before. What? But I'm positive that they exist. Wait, <laughs> so you, you've got the concept. Yeah. Of what, it's like money for you? You've got the concept kind of. of an animal. I I, I, I gain and lose. How did you get pretty... here? Today? I drove. You drove through the world. Yeah. And there weren't, there were no. I'll tell you this. humans out there. I've never seen an animal before. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain a car isn't an animal. Otherwise, I, I would will, have seen an animal. I won't make fun of you. I will assure you a car is not an animal. That really takes a load off my mind. Thank I you will saying. assure you, though, that you that there had to be an animal on the way over here, right? Right? I'm, you know, I'm going ah, back in my man. mind, and I feel like I, again, I've never seen an animal before. Do you know where you drove through to get here? I drove through uh, Park Drive. Hmm, Park Drive. Right, it's right, it's right over from Gator Case. Hmm. Okay. So you were. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means, by the way. 
gator. Someone's going to have to explain that to me. All right. Can we get... Francis. Francis, you're still alive. Get hey there. Get just a picture. Just a whole thing of National, National Geographic photos and just... Make this man's fucking day. All right, Francis. All gonna, right. Francis gonna gonna have a little bit Thank of you so much for being on the show, no Washington. Problem. Your your idea sounds fascinating, and dear God, I hope you learn a little bit I'm more I'm going to get to the bottom of this animal thing for mm-hmm. sure. All right, well, don't, but also just look at some pictures. No, Please never get to the bottom, bottom of an animal. That's a bad thing okay, for people I'll, in society. If it's, I'll learn about animals. I'll start with that fact. I'll tell you that there are proper ways to mount multiple animals. Not all of them can be mounted. Just look at the pictures. You might just get the gist. Sure thing. I'm mm. off to do some learning. All right. Fiddler, you want to come back? Yeah. All right. This has been fascinating. You know, I'll tell you, I didn't buy Mr. Chris Washington's never heard of an animal thing for a second. You don't believe that man hasn't heard of an animal. He had to see one on the way over here. Well, he did mention tortoises and pets did earlier he... on in the interview. Did he so I think he's take done... the I think Grand he... Canyon route, do you think? Do you think something in his mind catches glimpses of things? So, like, subconsciously, subconsciously mentioned he's aware. without even knowing that it was an animal? Subconsciously, he's got to be aware. Yeah, exactly. He just didn't... He's never put the words together. Exactly. Oh, I like amazing. how we're including in our in our increasingly nebulous outro that we are still within the fiction of this show. Of course. It's like, impossible we've not... on this show, and it's these guests that are separate people it's, uh, it's impossible not to be caught up in everything that just happened i was genuinely fascinated with that last conversation <laughs> my reactions were real <laughs> yes especially as like the timer ticked over just uh, as you realized how deep i they were. loved it all right well thank you so much for everyone that's listened to this oh absolutely if you liked it go ahead and let us know yeah leave us a review on itunes itunes uh, this will be a rating that'll help out a great deal it's it's going to be on YouTube Yes, as YouTube, well. in snippets, in full. It might be on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, yes, reviews and ratings help. Yeah, anywhere you see letting us know and, and showing uh, parts of it to friends, that's going to help Absolutely. Us. The snippets are there so that you can get the gist out to everybody that has exactly. not heard of this show. So go and ahead. if you sh- haven't heard of animals, this show isn't going to help you. This show is absolutely not going to help you. You're too far gone. In the first interview, I guarantee you that is not the way to learn about animals. Oh, yeah, for sure. That not is... how to treat them at the Grand Canyon. The you could least. do what he did, though, and just watch some movies. See if that helps a bit. That's fair. There are a lot of animals in movies. All right. Well, thank while we let you educate yourselves, uh, thank you again for listening. And next time, we will welcome you back to, to welcome, welcome Back. 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 Welcome back. Welcome back. See you soon.